Hello, welcome to a bonus edition of the Pinkin.com Norwich City podcast. We come to you in fairly extraordinary circumstances with professional football in England brought to a halt until the start of April. Norwich City's games at home against Southampton in the Premier League and then next weekend's FA Cup quarterfinal against Manchester United, both postponed. Looks pretty likely that international action will be ruled out by UEFA next week as well. We shall see. It's a very fluid situation, but we wanted to catch up with you guys. Uh, we did a midweek edition of the pod this week, which of course has been overridden a little bit by events. I am Dave Freezer, your host, alongside Connor Southwell, Tony Thrussell, Paddy Davitt. It's been a busy day, a strange day for... Uh, well, for us as journalists, we're sort of a, a bit unsure about what the next few weeks are going to hold. Um given that we cover Norwich City and there's not going to be any games. Um, Connor, I'll come to you first. Um, in terms of the cancellation, I think everybody's in wide agreement, aren't they, that it's the right thing to do, although perhaps they could have done it sooner. Yeah, they certainly took their time. I think you only have to look at the, the nature of the statement last night. It, what was it, half past ten, I think, it, it, the Premier League one went out, and then obviously Arsenal confirmed that Mikel Arteta had, had tested positive, and then they had to release another statement. So that, that goes to show there was clearly issues with communication in the, in the build-up to this. Um, of course, it's a massive shame, but football pales into insignificance, doesn't it? When, it, when it's a matter of uh, when it's a matter of people's lives and, and, and risking that, then football doesn't want to be used as a vehicle for for spreading this or, or to be used as um, something that, that people can point their fingers at. You know, something more serious is is happening worldwide at the moment, and as important as as we and supporters and players and officials all, all think football is, and it, it is a massive part of some people's lives. It's it's uh, not that worthy that that we need to risk um, those things I think but strange certainly is the mood because it's March we should be getting into the running of the season and instead we're, we're all taking a pause for at least three weeks but my suspicion will be it'll probably be longer than that yeah it's strange circumstances all around really and I'd imagine there's going to be some people who are um, wondering what to do with themselves so um, we'll come on to that and we'll try to keep things uh, light in the context of uh, of course a serious situation and we'll just say at this point um, similarly to um, me and Paddy did a Facebook live um, on the Pink and Facebook page Friday lunchtime which was um, very well viewed I think people um, were looking for more information and, and a bit of reaction to it all really so um, we said at the start of that with a clear caveat we're not health experts if you need any kind of clarification on coronavirus COVID-19 symptoms etc obviously we're not the right place to be you need to go to the NHS website and check uh, what needs to be checked um, we are here to talk about Norwich City and that's what we'll mainly focus on um, Pad, as we record um, there has been the sort of limited response from Norwich City in terms of uh, they've given the facts they a little bit of detail about tickets but we haven't really heard any sort of reaction from them have we not as yet, Dave. No, um, we're only recording this two, three hours, a bit longer now after. So uh, I noticed they put out some more public information elements around ticketing, particularly. There was a lot of uh, where are we now with the Manchester United quarterfinal tickets. So I think they've clarified those areas. But yeah, we've not heard from any of the principals. Um, I would imagine, if not over the weekend and certainly early part of next week, um, Norwich fans would certainly like to hear from a Daniel Farker, Stuart Webber, maybe a Ben Kensel, um, because there will now increasingly be more questions. I think people are just digesting what is a very seismic event um, today, Friday, uh, unprecedented. 
Um, but then it'll be the what ifs and, and various scenarios from, you know, when do they resume? How do they resume? Um, but just in the interim, you know, so many Premier League teams have announced their self-isolating players. Um, we saw the news with Mikel Arteta, Callum Hudson-Odoi, uh, and just the practicalities of what is the, the issues now around player welfare. For me, they're the most interesting ones. What do Daniel and his players do? Because it's almost as if they've now gone into a another mid-winter break, um, albeit this one's far longer than the one they just came out of. So they're in virgin territory in terms of how they deal with a situation like this. So probably understandable that they need a bit of time just to collect their thoughts Um but I think fans would like sooner rather than later to hear from the key people at Norwich City. They would, and this is well beyond football, of course, as well. I've just got the BBC Sport homepage open here just to remind myself a little bit. But F1 has already called off the Australian Grand Prix. They have also called off the Bahrain and Vietnam Grand Prix. Uh, the Europa League and Champions League games, which were due to be played next week, already called off in football terms. Uh, the England Cricket Sri Lanka Tour called off. Wales v Scotland Six Nations game is off. The Masters Golf is off. But bizarrely, now Pad, you've been to Cheltenham the same as me, haven't you? It's Gold Cup Day today. Yeah. And you've still got tens of thousands of people at that race course. That, it must be quite a strange one if, if, if you're there. Maybe a little tinge of guilt, maybe a little bit of uncertainty. I don't think I'd want to be there today. No, I mean, I went two or three years ago. took my dad for his birthday and... I think it was 80,000 there on Gold Cup Day. I'm sure it'll be down on that figure today, but still, it was a very condensed body of people and in the current climate of... Uh, what we got there? That's helpful. That's the Cheltenham Gold Cup. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually a full house. Yeah, sorry, we're not 80,000 down. But, yeah. um, but the reality is that does seem an increasing anomaly that a major sporting oh. event has been allowed to continue. So... Yeah, I wouldn't like to be there today, that is for sure. Well, yeah, 80,000 people going home after that, all it takes is yeah. 1% of those to then pass it on to everyone yeah. they come in contact to. And that's the big thing. I was I was a bit nervous, if I'm perfectly honest, about Saturday's game going ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, My little brother is, for instance, uh, on an immunosuppressed medication and has been for a long time so that means that his immune system can be vulnerable to these sorts of things so mm. clearly um we're being very careful with him at the moment he wouldn't have been allowed to go to the game and uh equally i've got a, a grandma in in her mid 80s not in the best of health either so we're in that position where we're gonna have to think in the next few weeks aren't we um about whether we actually visit her and you know if you do no physical contact and things like that and everybody is going to have similar stories to that aren't they mm. and tony you're supposed to be going you're supposed to be traveling of course because you're you're a jet, <laughs> jet setting man. once a month uh, trip. <laughs> yeah well this this isn't a selfish trip it was actually a Someone stag do, so it was a... Yeah. Totally selfless. Yeah, <laughs> selfless. <laughs> Such a selfless man. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the Czech Republic have, have shut down travel for 30 days. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're, we're just going to pull the plug on that. And there's no point even considering it in the time frame because it's it's not about yourself getting it, really. It's about exactly if you get it, how many people you're going to come in touch with and, and the guilt of something might happen i mean it's just just not worth it is it the four of us are all you know 30s and 40s or sorry connor <laughs> <laughs> 20s 30s 40s breathing in a <laughs> you're not 30 yet either are you 
28. There we go. Right. Well, <laughs> you heard it here first. 20s, 30s, 40s. We are uh, all young enough that this shouldn't what are concern we? Gen us. Gen Z. We're not Gen Z, are we? We're mill. I don't even know. I'm a millennial. Are. I've got no idea what that term means, boys. <laughs> um, the baby boomers. <laughs> it's a, yeah. it's about yeah. Potentially you could carry it, isn't it? Yes. So, um, that side of stuff is is all um, concerning, and I wouldn't have wanted to be amongst twenty seven thousand people at Carrow no. Road against Southampton on Saturday. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only person that would have been thinking like that. The the attendance could well have been quite yeah. quite low. So and let's um, be honest, the facilities at Carrow Road aren't Tottenham Hotspur Stadium level, are they? Mm, so well, Connor might have a scoop there. Oh uh, yeah, I was I was at uh, Carrow Road. Was it fir- would have been Thursday night um, last night as we record this? Uh, it was and th- th- they had actually installed quite a few hand sanitizers. So as I came in the door, they made sure I, ha- I sanitized my hands. Um, there was also some in the toilet. Lots of sort of coronavirus posters up and around. So yeah. it, they 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 were clearly prepared for a match on on Saturday. But I mean the stories you've outlined there in, in terms of your brother and, and your grandparents. I think that it's going to be the same for a lot of people. It's it's not so much them getting it it's who they could potentially pass it on mm. to and there has to be a bit of of uh, selflessness I think in, in terms of the way people approach this and uh, you have to be well you have to use common sense I suppose because ultimately something like what this is this is the first time football's been stopped in in this scale probably since the world war I would imagine without researching mm. that so that that's a that's a massive thing in itself um, and it's, it's just about getting through it I suppose and and as we get through it as a society then hopefully we can we can return and, and enjoy football again soon what you've said is a good point because um like most things that happen nowadays this is the the first thing of this scale in the social media age as well mm, yeah which is is something no one's experienced before so the spread of information, be it true or false, it's just going like wildfire. Yeah, we talked about that in the Facebook Live, didn't we, Pat? That, that, uh, there was a lot of misinformation on social media about the coronavirus outbreak um, or COVID-19, as it, the more specific strain of it actually is called, um, which has caused a lot of confusion, hasn't it? And I think eventually that meant that people weren't really sure what they could believe and what they couldn't believe you know that you keep i certainly saw these posts shared sort of saying well these many people have died from the flu this year yeah which is not the point is it it's the it's how quickly it's spread and how um people are not immune to it it's a totally new strain of things whereas the the common cold or flu has existed for i I don't know i'm not a health expert but i guess pretty much the majority of human um life so this has literally sprung up from China in less than six months, hasn't it? And now it's affecting the whole world. Almost, yeah. it's almost getting to every every corner. So, and anyone that's underestimating the impact of that probably needs to do to do their research. And and also, to bring it back to football terms, um, as we stand, we have to plan for Norwich's season resuming April fourth, Saturday at Arsenal, don't we, Pad? As at, yeah. as things stand today, but. As the government advice pointed out in that Boris Johnson press conference, we are probably still a good few weeks away from the outbreak, the pandemic hitting its peak and where the real containment issues are going to come in. So we can't be certain that the football is even going to get underway then. No, I mean, we have to stress, reiterate 
this is all hypothetical debates. What what is factual is that the footballing authorities have in England um, professional leagues shut it down till April the fourth, where they will clearly review the situation as we get closer to that date. But I think, as you rightly say, the parallels with Italy, we're four weeks apparently behind Italy in terms of transmission rates, potential death rates. Well, four weeks on from Italy, there's no sport being played there at all, complete shutdown. So why do we think it would be any different in England? So uh, for me, that's that's given them a pause. Uh, everybody can take stock. I think the key signpost is this coming Tuesday with the UEFA uh, supposedly meeting uh, with all the member associations. The talk there is... The Euros will get moved back a year, and if that is the case, then you begin to see a pathway where there's there's a window then over the summer to not rush back on April the 4th, but maybe to look more longer term, May, June, July, because they'll have the capacity to retain the integrity of these domestic competitions and play the remaining games, because we'll probably get into it. There's a lot of people, you know, thinking that's Norwich safe now in the darker recesses of social media, but I think the reality is majority of clubs I would think in this country would want to respect the integrity and complete the current seasons and if there's no Euros then I think that allows them to do that but I would imagine we will not know for certain until we probably get a bit closer to April the 4th but it's very very hard given the medical backdrop given what's happened in other European countries to feel that as you said there April the 4th we're all heading to the Emirates particularly there we forget Mikel Arteta has uh, gone down with uh, the diagnosis and obviously Arsenal's current first team squad are in self-isolation so Mm. you know even in that context but just broader point you know very very difficult to to see a pathway now between here and resumption of football in England on April 4th just to emphasise that further, I've got Twitter open because things are obviously progressing at such a rate. Boston Marathon, which was due to be held uh, 20th of April that over in the US, that has been postponed until September. And uh, a little bit of fuss with this Six Nations one I mentioned, which was, uh, I think it was Wales v Scotland. I think it was in, in Cardiff. Um, so... This is... That was still going ahead, last I saw. Exactly. Well, quite, yeah. So Will Kelleher, who is the Daily Mail's sports reporter, says that at 9.30 today, the WRU, Welsh Rugby Union, say the game was on. 11am, they started their captain's run. 1.45pm, Scotland started their captain's run. And then at 2pm, the game was cancelled an hour hour before Stuart Hogg's Scotland press conference was held. So there's plenty of sporting bodies... um, um, seems to be sort of polar opposites almost in that some are being really hot on it and getting it getting in there quickly and saying that we you know we've got our action this quickly and some are being uh, a bit slack with it and not not sort of appreciating mm. how much I mean mar- the Boston Marathon is huge isn't it mm. you're talking um, tens of thousands of people then you know sweating along inside each other for for hours that's interesting you? the London Marathon's April isn't yeah, it yeah I think that well I saw that that was Sean Ingle from the Guardian saying that and um his his point was, will London follow yeah, suit? Sure, so, surely, yeah. Yeah, you you wouldn't want to be in big crowds at the moment, no, would you? No, I, I think it's difficult because these sporting governing bodies have got to take in, uh, into into their thoughts what the government are saying and 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 the the advice they're getting from the government at the moment. And I mean, we heard in that press conference that you referenced yesterday the fact that both Boris Johnson, the the chief medical advisor, the chief science advisor as well, came out and said they they didn't see really the need to shut down sporting events. And and here we are, 18 hours later, with with no Premier League football, no EFL football. So it it just goes to show how fluid the situation is. And 
I mean, it's it's not really something that they could have planned for, could have re- rehearsed for. So a lot of it is going to be reactive, certainly in this initial phase, um, which is why I think the Premier League made the decision they have in the short term because then it gives them time. Should the situation not have uh, not have changed by the time we, we get to April the fourth, that perhaps they need to review things in the long term. But if we're ten to fourteen weeks away from the peak, which is what the government have said, then that's that's going to be what May June. They're then going to be looking for a, a sort of downward in, in downward curve in terms of cases and we're probably going to be looking at July um, it's really difficult to see how any football gets played in July if the new season's going to start in August so again these are all questions that need to be answered and again we can talk about season tickets and what happens with that because obviously there's still a chunk of games that people have paid for and um, contracts player contracts as well because a lot of them yeah. end June 31st exactly so, mm. yeah that's an interesting one from true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant. And in terms of how we could potentially pick things up, um, that's interesting. When we did the Facebook Live again, Pad, there was there were people floating this suggestion, weren't they, which seems to have become popular on, on social, that... Um, West Brom and Leeds could be promoted from the championship and then next season five teams would go down uh, from the Premier League and I just can't see anything like that happening can, can Sorry. you? Well just on that people are only focusing on the championship and the Prem mm. you've, you've got to then change down. all of the leagues below to yeah. balance it all out it's just you've basically got to restructure the English pyramid haven't yeah. you which, yeah. which they're not going to be able to do in what four months and I just don't see that as possible because any anything that would happen you know a club like Norwich they've got nine games left if they are relegated now when they could say well we've got five home games we um, thought we could win all of those and we thought we'd say then you're going to have legal actions coming from yeah. every direction the season has to be completed one way or another yeah. I, I, in my opinion um, I don't know it, th- these are yeah exceptional times aren't they and equally if we look, we look at the championship West Brom and Leeds are going to be in a situation now where they're going to have prepared for the Premier League and, and yeah. they might have finances dictated to that and okay you can point towards and say well that's not savvy planning but if that's the likelihood and, and I think Stuart Webber said last year Norwich started planning for, for Premier League in, in, in January of, or February of, of that year so clearly they'll have some preparations in place and that is a lot of money um, mm. that they're going to have to sort of work without if, if we're just going to say right we're just going to rerun the season that's, that's going to be very difficult to do for a championship club gunning for promotion I think there's some clubs that have missed payments as well over the last few months Southend and mm. Macclesfield was it yeah so I mean, Southend were just in the high court I think I think yeah. they avoided a winding up petition this club, week. clubs like that no income from match days for two months or whatever yeah they're going to be in serious trouble. And the proportion, if we're talking leagues one and two, the proportion of gate receipts as your overall revenue is yeah. chalk and cheese with Premier League clubs. And said it on the Facebook Live, Peter Coates, who's obviously a very wealthy owner at Stoke, so it probably isn't talking per se about their club, but he thinks clubs will go out of business in, yeah. in the lower levels because, as you rightly say, their major income stream is uh, the taps been turned off. Well, the government is going to have to step in. But this is so complex, isn't it? Because we have got a financial crisis essentially unfolding in the background of all this. The the whole global economy is going to slow down. I'm sure we'll hear words like recession. It it is a worrying time. And and for clubs like that, you would hope that the the money involved in the Premier League, etc., and the FA would would allow things to flow down in, in this sort of emergency crisis. I mean, I'm not sure if contingency funding is the sort of thing that the FA holds back for these kind of things, but that 
that is one of the things that I, I've been quite surprised with the Premier League in this situation is that I, I thought that given the big beast that the Premier League is, that they would have one person whose sole job was to sit there and plan contingency. What if? Like, yeah. like the same as at NASA, you expect there yeah. to be one person sat there planning in case a certain size of comet starts heading towards yeah. the planet. Yeah. That is their one job well, because it's a massive organisation. Yet we've come into this sort of potentially predictable health crisis and they don't appear to have had a plan to react to the situation yeah. with. And I don't think that's good enough. In terms of resuming football pad, we were just talking before we came in, weren't we, in terms of potential ways they're going to keep themselves fresh, what the players will do in this type of thing, whether they could be behind closed doors friendly, that sort of stuff? Well, I mean, the reality is, whether it's April, whether it's May or June, or even July, uh, dare I say it, you cannot, in Norwich's context, go straight into Southampton at Carrow Road, monster game in terms of the situation at the bottom of the table not having any football in any football I don't see how that's a viable scenario you don't go into August to start the season without a pre-season build-up they would need some sort of pre-season program whatever form that takes but and that applies equally to all the other clubs so the logistics of how you put that together um, frightening really I mean we're talking on a financial dimension but there's just purely on a football dimension you know how do you if if the if they get the green light at some point over the next three four months, how do you resume in terms of the steps to lead you to be for Southampton ready to go again? It, it's a real worry over the for football clubs. That that's a good point because say it gets delayed more and all of the fixtures are postponed, do you then play them in the order again or is it is it when and how? I mean because. Mm. A lot of people were pinning on Norwich have got to go to Man City last game of the season for a result, but what yeah, if that's not you, the last game? I think you'd have to, unless yeah. there was any... Re- yeah, because everyone would have been in the same boat, wouldn't they? You would have thought yeah. that there'll be a start date and they'll do it. But as far as I'm concerned, you, even if you have to start in July, you don't have a pre-season, you do that, because the players are now going to have a mm. break. They could ascend, I, mean, I know they can't all go away on holiday and things, but the, the players Physically, could well yeah. have like yeah a month off, couldn't they? Well, we were saying in the last pod about Pookie needing a rest. Um, his yeah. toe. Yeah. Now he's going to get four weeks minimum, probably. That's the thing in, in all of this that feels weird, is that football should be so inconsequential to something so important and life-threatening as a situation like this. But... The fact that football is so international and we're about to head into an international break where the players would have crisscrossed all over the globe. Um, The fact that big crowds are pulled together by not just football, but by sport has made this sort of a bit of a focal point of of the the crisis, really, Mm. hasn't it? And then equally, you've got people that want to talk about football. They, you know, they comprehend, yeah, there's a serious situation, but you still want your sort of entertainment from football. So then you've got people making comments like, oh, that's all right, Tim Closer will be fit. Oh, just take the, say, sorry, Liverpool, never mind, you haven't got your title. Norwich will stay up, well, that'll be fine. And they just put it in a football context. It's escapism, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it should be, shouldn't it? So when you think about Timu Pukki, and as a Norwich fan and a Finland fan, you're going to be pretty disappointed about what's being taken away here, aren't you? Mm. But I guess, Connor, that Euros, we still expect it to probably happen, even if it's not this year, wouldn't we? Yeah, I, I, th- I think, well, it, next year seems viable to me, given that they've still got all the playoffs to play, haven't they? They've got the playoff mm. semi-finals and 
playoffs uh, finals in, in, in themselves and again we're, we're getting into the realms of the league that if they just kind of do it on qualification points then there are going to be countries that say hang on well we we think we had a good shot there with those two games that, that you've just dis- that you've just postponed so it's it's a really difficult situation I, I think it's um, it's something that we've never seen before we've not seen in a generation for sure so um how they respond to it, I, I guess. Uh, to be fair, they don't know because there's no there's no plans, there's no uh, how-to guide, is there? To this, this is all very. They've, they've got to respond to it in the right way. They've got to do it decisively. But it, get, it comes into the realms of is it better to be right or first? And I think hmm. the Premier League would probably say, well, it's it's better to be right. And fundamentally, they they have got to the right decision, um, as I'm sure UEFA will with with the Euros. Um, it's just a shame it took a, a Premier League manager and a Premier League player to actually be tested positive before the action was seen because I'm sure there'll be a lot of supporters who attend week in week out and say well hang on what about us That's, mm. that shows where we are in your priorities if um, you're, you're not going to respond to potentially us getting ill and, and getting the virus it's it's all about the players and, and that kind of goes into what what was being discussed with behind closed doors It's uh, as soon as it's in the game it's very difficult to uh, to, to stop then and if you're playing behind closed doors and that doesn't really achieve anything so it's a really difficult dilemma there's no clear answer but um, in, in terms of the Premier League and the Euros it's I, I think it's, it's just going to be have to ca- a case of wait and see but I think the, the sensible thing for UEFA to do now given that they've postponed the Champions League and the Europa League is that uh, they, they push the, the Euros to next summer have it in one country and and try and contain it for me because that's that, that that's going to be part of their responsibility as well. I don't think they can they can have it in twelve countries like like they were going to. Well, breaking news while we're recording, but it's not very exciting. Breaking news: right. we have the first Norwich player to post a message on social media. Uh, Mo Leitner on Instagram. He does love Who? his Insta, doesn't he? <laughs> Remember that, that German guy? <laughs> Just <Yeah>. about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no games till the fourth of April. Stay healthy and take care of each other. Hashtag Corona out. Which I don't know if that means coronavirus in German, maybe. Or maybe um, get corona out. I yeah, guess. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's just that's like a hashtag that trends when a football manager needs <laughs> yeah. to be sacked, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> cheers, cheers, Moritz. Cheers out, corona, corona out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, well, what about from your guys' perspectives? Um, these weeks without the football, how do you anticipate it? From your end, I guess you've never really come across something like this apart from the, the break in between seasons. But well, then you've got I mean, the build-up. People maybe. are talking that yeah, it's equivalent to a summer between seasons in terms of our what we do for a living. But but the, no, I don't think it is because um, the simple fact there isn't you know well we're not in a transfer window. There's one major difference with the summer. So there's no sort of uh, filling the void with transfer stories mm. slash signings. So. Um, and there's obviously no return to training pre-season at this stage anyway. Certainly between now and April, that's not probably going to be the case. So it's a challenge. Absolutely, Uncharted mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If anybody's got any ideas of what type <laughs> of content we could produce and you'd consume it, please let us know. I've got a, a local football update. Uh, Roxham's game is, is postponed. Oh, um, the Southern League have postponed their games for all of next week as well. So... Hmm. Um, you'd have thought that non-league is going to have to fall into place. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a, a sort of urge to sort of seize an opportunity in terms of they're going to want people to come and watch non-league. They're almost going to think, well, all these football fans are going to want somewhere to go. But equally, if you've then got non-league grounds being 
packed out with 500 to 1,000 yeah. fans. Without then, facilities. Yeah. yeah. You've got to play. It's, it's been cool off because, um, and we talk about all the self-isolation in the Premier League, but two Wroxham players are, are apparently in self-isolation, so hopefully they, they get better soon. Wow, that's concerning. Okay. Well, um, particularly, as I don't believe it's been reported that there's a confirmed case in Norfolk, is there? No. So... But that that's they, so they're in isolation rather than having been. Well, now yes. isn't now you you self isolate if you you've got Flu symptoms. Like symptoms yeah. They're not necessarily testing people anymore. Are that, they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's true. Um, um, well, that's interesting. Um, and also, think of the amount of um, kids football that happens on the weekends. As mm. that's all. Is that going to happen? We don't know. Do we? The Welsh FA and the Northern Irish FA have, uh, have have said no grassroots football at, at any level. Um, the FA haven't been quite that strong yet, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see in the coming days if they do decide. It'll be interesting to, to just if you pop into the city on the weekend, what what it's like if it's a dead zone, if it's packed. Yeah, my, my girlfriend works in the city centre at a clothes shop, and mm. she their sort of football has been well down, and there's going to be a nervousness around, isn't yeah. there, in in society? It's the it's kind of a similar um, psychology behind yeah. uh, the financial crisis, isn't it? People yeah. hear there's a financial crisis, or like when there was the credit crunch, and they are more careful with their money just because yeah. it's in it fresh in their head, isn't it? Whereas we were talking earlier about, say, the cinema as an example, weren't we? Yeah. That a lot of people might think, oh no, I better not go to the cinema. But in reality, how often do you go to the cinema and there's 15 people in there? Mm, and is that yeah. really that much of a health threat to? It's you probably know, the perfect time to go because there won't be anyone there. Quite not, possibly. I'm not condoning it, but it's it's <laughs> it's a strange time where everyone's got to put thought into stuff that they don't normally do. But yeah. the it's, one, it's restrictions on everyday life, isn't it? It's not. It, it doesn't come, doesn't come natural in in terms it's of like thinking about going to those places. You wouldn't usually just you just go, wouldn't you? If you yeah. fancy going, so it's yeah, it's difficult. But quite possibly, the reality is that we we should be carrying on with normal life to a certain extent, shouldn't we? But um, yeah. as we said at the top, we're not medical professionals, so we're, <laughs> we're, we're it's conjecture to a certain extent. But just to finish on, really, um, we will of course um, be keeping you up to date with as much Norwich City stuff as we can. As the group fo- football editor just assured you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no holiday for us. We, we might take a two-hour trip somewhere just to get on the road together. You know? Life services. Yeah. That's where we live, isn't it? We're just going to go and case. Go around the Norfolk coast or something. <laughs> yeah. um, Good thing. And there's plenty to, you know, maybe the news line will have been taken away from Norwich City, but there is plenty to talk about in terms of Norwich City features, long reads, podcasts, videos. We'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on, but also we might... Just sort of take the opportunity, given that there's a bit of a breather, to to have a look at things that have maybe been on the back burner. So, as Paddy says, if there's anything that you think that you'd like to see us um, focus on, then obviously we have got a little bit of a challenge on our hands. At the moment, it's just for three, maybe three robot, and a half weeks. Robot football, that's the future. Robot football. It's football. We should get those little um, hoovers that uh, Hoover little robot ones, throw a ball in and see what happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds fun. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> like rubbish robot wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll be launching Connor into a, an esports league of some kind. <laughs> um, that's that's going to be the great great hope for the pink and the great pink hope. <laughs> um, but, yeah, as I say, we'll um, we'll be putting our thinking caps on and, and trying to keep uh, keep the content flowing for you guys. Uh, but do get in contact if, if there's got, if there's anything that springs to mind that you'd really like to uh, like to see us uh, focus on during this time because it could as I say it could 
uh, could end up stretching on for quite a while, but um, we shall see. I should say that if you um, are looking for any of the latest uh, uh, serious coverage on the coronavirus um, issue in Norfolk and Suffolk, then do head over to edp24.co.uk. That's, of course, where you'll get the, the serious reporting on the both national and local issues with it. But pinking.com is, of course, your place to go for, for all the latest football news. And as soon as we get anything from Norwich, we will... Uh, we will of course be in contact with you guys thank you very much for listening chaps thank you for sparing sparing a bit of time I guess we might not see that much of each other in the next <laughs> few weeks so this is it it's been might, nice knowing you might be recording a pod uh, over the phone over Skype or something with uh, Morse code yeah get we talked about working from home actually didn't we in the midweek pod we were giving our tips did we yeah, when you, you were saying for your Sunday brunch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that what I can't remember what your advice was. Don't come round my house. Oh, you said you didn't eat breakfast. That no, was yeah, that was yeah. Yeah. my my tip for um if you're if you're working from home because uh, we do do it already a fair bit is always get ready as if you're going to work still. All right, you don't have to put your shirt and tie on, but have a shower, get dressed. Don't just sit around in your dressing gown all day because you won't get anything done, and it's. Uh, I think you just feel a bit grubby after a couple of hours as well. So uh, try and try and ignore the fridge. It's my advice. Yeah, I try and use it. I had uh, Five Live were doing this actually the other day on uh, tips on working at home, and um, one that I do that I heard another lady suggest. She said she'd worked from home for twenty years. It's like to use your cup of tea or your cup of coffee or your biscuits or whatever as a reward. Get that job done. Ring that person. Send that email or whatever. File that story before you allow yourself to go and have ah. your cup of tea. I tend to do it the other way around. <laughs> uh, why is that surprising? Procrastination. So it's that you, ha- you have the tea and then it. the punishment is you do a bit of work. <laughs> yeah. My housemate at uni used to be the king of procrastination to the point where it was sort of exam time in our third year and he'd been locked away in his room for two or three hours and we were I think we'd sort of done most of our work so the rest of us in the house were quite chilled out we were you know having a beer playing a bit of playstation or whatever and he'd supposedly been working then he emerges two or three hours later and he'd drawn a picture of another of our housemates (laughs) off a picture from Facebook because he was so bored (laughs) that I think that's the ultimate procrastination Mm. but well let's hope the internet doesn't go down that's that would that would be some bad. Something else new, wouldn't it? We'd have to converse then, mate. Yeah. <laughs> go back to old pen and paper, wouldn't we? A virus, a virus out of China that's going to affect our internet? Let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you very much, chaps. Thank you for listening. And as I say, we will catch up with you very soon. But keep it locked on pinkin.com. We'll keep you up, as up to date as we can during this strange time.